Welcome to Sacrifice to Success Podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome, everybody. I am super excited to have another fantastic guest on today. It, her name is Angela Ficken. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, David. Yeah, so uh, let's just get started by getting to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So a little bit about me. Um, I am born and raised in Boston, where I'm talking to you right now. Uh, I am a mother of a four-year-old daughter. Uh, I love her very much. She is my jam. Uh, I'm a wife, and I'm also a full-time psychotherapist and entrepreneur, which is what brings me to your show today. Uh, And... um, I love to read and love anything, any type of baked good. So I guess that's just a little bit about me in a nutshell. Nice. What's your favorite type of baked good? Um, Chocolate chip cookies. I found a really great recipe on Pinterest with COVID. um, Pinterest has really been so wonderful for me and expanding not only like my baking skills, but cooking. So found a really great cookie recipe that, um, has been wonderful for the past two years for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting, like what types of shifts have happened for people over the years of, of having COVID and now kind of coming out of the, the tail end of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So how long have you been an entrepreneur? I fell into it um, probably about six years ago. Um, so I okay. started my kind of a full-time private practice as a psychotherapist. I thought I'd just hang up my shingle and call it a day, uh, have reached the the goal that I had for a really long time, uh, and then kind of fell into this uh, entrepreneur world about seven years ago, uh, thinking about how to take my practice outside of the office. Uh, and so that's mm. kind of where things took off. Okay, very cool. So, but it was your practice before that? It was. So, uh, before so you've I, been an entrepreneur for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So what, uh, did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Like when you got out of school, is that the first thing that you did when you got out of school? No. So I graduated and then I worked at McLean hospital, which is one of the, uh, country's best psychiatric hospitals and focused on, um, anxiety and depression. And then from there, worked at Harvard University. I was a primary therapist for undergrad and graduate students and really honed my skill set there and then decided, all right, you know what? I've really wanted to be in private practice. It gives a lot of autonomy. Um, It's something that I very much want to do. And my husband said, just go for it. Just do it. Um, I am employable. I have skills. If this doesn't work out, I can always find a job. Uh, And that is true. Uh, so I did it and thought, okay, private practice, hang up my shingle. I'm good. Uh, and then I started getting feedback from people in my practice that, uh, the skills that I had was very helpful for them. Uh, anxious, stressed people looking at either their college careers or young adults kind of moving into life after school, first time jobs, Mm -hmm. and then people in the 
kind of the entrepreneur world, Boston's kind of starting to be more of a robust kind of startup world. And that I was a hard find uh, mm-hmm. to find a therapist that had my skill set. And Boston's not that big of a city. And I thought, okay, if people are having a hard time finding me and they're finding when they do find me, I can help them, which is amazing. Who else is out there in the country, in the world that would benefit from what I have to teach? And that's kind of when I started thinking about writing and started a blog. And then it just kind of developed from there, um, have a small team now that kind of helps me. So not my wildest dreams did I ever think I would be here, Um, but it kind of just all naturally fell into place. I love it. That's so cool. So talk to me about the the work itself. What drew you into like wanting to do that type of work? I think um, it's a nat- it was like it was a natural calling, I think, for me just as a adolescent and moving through my own 20s and uh, surviving uh, just the anxiety and stress I felt and being in therapy myself and finding therapists who were life-changing uh, mm-hmm. and feeling gravitated toward the field, I thought, okay, I want to give back. I, I, I'm so interested in how to help people and finding strategies to actually give people control over how they think and feel. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I started to get drawn toward. And then at under, and after undergrad, um, my first job was at the OCD Institute at McLean Hospital, the Obsessive Compulsive Disorder Institute, uh, mm. which OCD is a high octane anxiety disorder. And so that's where it, I kind of, I fell into it, um, but it was a really good fit. Um, and then from there, I just built my skill set through trainings, um, courses, uh, and just uh, through supervision and my own practice. Um, and really love this work because it gives me an opportunity to be creative. No one person is the same. So even though somebody's coming in with anxiety and I know it very well, and I have an idea of why they might be anxious through talking to them, what works for me might not work for them. So in terms of how to manage it. So it's constant creativity and developing, helping somebody develop their toolbox. Mm -hmm. Uh, And every conversation is different. Um, it's like yeah. learning how to problem solve. And I love that. And I get excited by it. And then seeing people change and grow. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking my language. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I, I find, I don't know about you. We're, we're probably a little biased because it's like the type of work that we do, but I'm not sure that there's things like better than supporting people with how they're thinking and feeling about their world, right? We, I have the saying, we have the saying that we get to create how we relate to everything in our life. And like the power that that creates, like, yeah, we could do all these other things. We can have all these like strategies, but, but that like kind of core stuff right there, I feel like is just so, so powerful. And I love that there's people like you in Boston and people, you know, there's people all over like helping everyone, because I think this is a big part of how we can actually affect change because like you can tell me how you feel, but I feel like it, it, it's hard. <laughs> like there's so much going on. There's so many crazy variables, COVID, you know, throw in COVID, throw in war, like, but like these small things that we do right here can help have a ripple effect on a lot more people 
what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, the like part of it is like the joy is in the journey and being able to help people through that, I think is wonderful. And just living the experience myself, right? That I know what it's mm -hmm. like to be stressed out. I know what it's like to be um, nervous or have self-doubt uh, and that I talk about it all day with other people uh, and knowing that I have to manage it myself and practicing kind of what I, what I preach in that. Um, and then yes, you kind of throw in a pandemic and kind of how things uncertainty blows up uh, and anxious people, you know, before COVID and are kind of looking at people now saying, now, you know what it feels like the uncertainty of, of, of what everything is um, people understand it more. And I think appreciate um, how challenging it can be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, in your journey of being an entrepreneur and helping people, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've worked through? Um, getting out of my own way is one mm. of the biggest, uh, constant that it's like the, the one thing that will get in my, like, kind of be the barrier is me. Um, and it's constant, like I have to tend to that. Um, so it's it was pretty loud in the beginning. It's more of a whisper now because I have tended to it for so long. Um, mm -hmm. But that is the biggest thing that kind of gets in my way of moving forward is me. Like my own self-doubt, or what if this doesn't work out? What if this launch isn't the right way to do it? What if no one likes this? What if I say the wrong thing? It's the what ifs. Um, mm -hmm. But also the what if I'm successful, like even being afraid of, what if this takes off? What is this going to mean? And that causes stuckness. Um, and I won't move. Um, or I'll Got be it. like, well, I'm, um, let me see if oh, somebody needs to have an extra session. Sure. You know, I'll, I'll pack my schedule so I don't have to look at it. Um, and uh, learning when I do that, that I can catch that much sooner. Uh, and kind of course correct before uh, it's like three months down the road. I'm like, oh, right. I haven't really done anything with that project um, because I've been avoiding it because I'm scared. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's been my biggest sore spot and it's ongoing work, but the field I'm in is like, our work is never done. Uh, so yeah. that kind of uh, helps me hold my own feet to the fire. Nice. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I mean, we can all relate. We've all been there. So what have you found to be most useful now that you're like a lot better at it, still a practice, of course, um, mm -hmm. to be most helpful for you when you notice it? You're like, ah, I see it. What, what is your kind of plan of attack? So first step that I do is I call myself out. I'm like, Angela, you've seen this show before. Uh, you know what you're doing. And this is not a show you want to keep watching. Uh, and then I think, okay, what is causing me to feel overwhelmed? And it's usually I'm looking at something in a macro perspective. Um, so I'm looking at the whole big goal and I don't know how I'm going to get there and it feels almost impossible. So I think about slivers, not chunks. And I think about this week, what do I want to do that's going to help me get there? And I scale it way down. I mean, micro, 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 uh, I wouldn't even say like in the weeds, but it's more of this small little step I can do. And if I just focus on that, then it will get me to the next thing and it becomes less scary. 
mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm moving. Um, and then over the course of time, I get there. And just knowing that and having history to back that up helps me kind of buy into that kind of method. So the slivers, not chunks and going from macro to micro has been incredibly helpful for me. Um, and just telling myself, like, again, I've seen the show before, Angela, like, this is just not going to be helpful. Um, yeah. And that I have a choice, which is something that I know you talk about in terms of like, we have a choice in what we choose to think, um, how we make things, how we want to feel about something. Uh, and that's kind of where I try to take take it and uh, it it does work. Um Sometimes not automatically, but uh, mm-hmm. within a week or two, I do see myself shift, which is a lot better than three to six months of kicking that can down the road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. So tell me what you think in your experience, um, because I've seen clients have the same thing or anybody, myself, whoever, right? And I, this idea of bringing it down to small. And sometimes what I've noticed is that people are resistant to that because they're like, this is too easy. This is too simple. It can't be that. I'd rather just stay over here in this overwhelm because of course I, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. There's like this weird resistance that can happen too, even when you break it all the way down like that. Have you kind of seen that happen with some of your clients? I have. It's almost like this. Um, you're supposed to struggle. Yeah. There's got to be some level of suffering. Um, and when you map it out and you realize you actually don't, I mean, there is some struggle. It's, it's not like there's no struggle, but the level of torture we can put ourselves through, you actually don't have to do that. And when people are like, (laughs) really, are you sure? (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, it's like you, you don't, it is, it doesn't have to be hard all the time. Uh, and you can simplify so that when the things, other things that are going to be really, really hard, or there's definitely going to be a struggle you have more emotional bandwidth to tackle it because all this other stuff is a little easier. Right. Um, so I do yeah. the resistance is like, there should be some struggle. There should be some hardship um, all the time, always. And, it, and um, people are surprised that they can relax and it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It could just be, it could just be easy. That's okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be easy. <laughs> yeah. It can be regular. Like that's okay. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Okay. So what is something that you you've learned along the way in owning your business, working with people um, that is either a, just like it was kind of profound for you or B it surprised you. Um, I think like I was, I'm surprised in um, the level of creativity that I have and how far you can take the job of being an entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, I, I didn't know really what it was. Um, I mean, in the sense of like, I know what it is, but I didn't know like you can do so many things at once or there can be endless possibilities of creativity. And I think that is something that very much surprised me. I thought, again, with my job as a psychotherapist, hang up a shingle, done, ta-da, and entrepreneur, it's like, okay, I'll just write some things. Um, I'll write a blog and that will be it. And then each step, it's kind of surprised me and like, oh, I could do this or, oh, I can write about this or here's a topic that I haven't explored yet. Um, and, or here's the theme that happens to be coming up in sessions this week. 
I can write about that. Um, I can talk about that on um, Instagram or kind of do more kind of quick video stories to kind of get it out there. So I think that's something that surprised me that I didn't expect is mm-hmm. that you can do lots of things to um, help the people that are kind of really interested in what you have to say and really connecting with people. So I think that was, that's been a lovely kind of um, surprise for me. Mm. Yeah. And do you find that that kind of, that helps you create more fulfillment in your work because you're doing all these different types of things and you're not just like doing the same thing over and over? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps me think about what do I want to do next? It's trying to appreciate the now, but then also thinking like five or 10 years down the road, um, where's my family at? How old is my daughter? You know, what do I want to do with my time? I think time is the hottest commodity we have. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how do I want to spend my time? Uh, yeah. And how do I want to give back? Because that is the most, I think one of the coping strategies that I, well, I teach and that is definitely out there is contribution. When we give back to people, we get a sense of meaning and purpose mm-hmm. and that helps our mood. Uh, so thinking about even that, right? How do I continue to contribute in a creative way that has an impact? Um, and so all of that together, uh, you know, kind of um, is why I think this is one of the best gigs uh, in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what if uh, I want to flip that just a little bit because like, oh, they're cool. There are all these different things that I can do. But what I often see with people is they're saying the same thing. They're like, there's so many things that I can do. What do I do? <laughs> Which one do I choose? So how do you uh, pick like, okay, these are the most important three or whatever, however many you choose? I throw a bunch of stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Um, so I have a lot of ideas and I want to see what's going to get the most impact and like my, my, uh, time, like where do I feel most excited about? So I just to kind of do it all, um, and not all at once, but within a week or two, I'm like, I want to do this and this and that. And I put it on my schedule and I just see kind of what sticks for me, um, mm-hmm. what gets results, what ends up feeling like something I really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in order for me to realize, like, I really don't want to do that. I do it. I try to see like, is this something that I really, it seems like everybody's, everybody's doing it. I should be doing it too. Um, it looks like everybody's getting results here. I should be getting results here too. And I'm like, but I don't really care about it. It's not feeling like it's me. It feels more like a, a slog. So then I kind of, I kick it out. Um, but yeah. a lot of what uh, to kind of figure it out, I just throw it at the wall and I honestly see, I'm like, is this going to, what does this feel like for me? And do I want to spend my time and does it have the impact I'm looking for? Awesome. Yeah. I think that's really wise. <laughs> I think that it's often overlooked because we're shooting on ourselves all the time so much and, and not listening to that gut intuition. So I'm just curious, what's something that you tried and you're like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Well, I think right now it's like, I can tell you about the now is um, the love hate relationship with Instagram. Mm, Yep. It is like the algorithms and the this and the that. It's just like, why can't I just be myself on this thing, which I'm Mm -hmm. doing, but then it's just, you know, it's 
it it's hard to see like the results, right? Um, mm -hmm. You're putting yourself out there. It takes time, hours a week. Um, and what's the goal? Uh, yeah. And I think that's where that it's trying to go with a prefer versus should. I should be doing because everybody else is doing it. And look, they have 5 million followers. Like it's just, or it's like, what would I prefer to do? Um, and how mm -hmm. would I prefer to use a social media like Instagram or TikTok um, or Pinterest or Facebook? You know, it's just like, what would I prefer to use this for? And I think that's just a constant kind of recalibration of um, the animal that is Instagram. Uh, you know, the should versus I should be doing this. This is how it should be. This is how you should get followers. This is how you should use it for business versus how would I prefer to use it? What message would I prefer to say? How would I prefer to show up? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's the constant um, push pull in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I was listening to another podcast this week um, with John Mayer and uh, Corey Wong, two guitar players. Most of you probably don't know Corey Wong, but have you heard of him? I have probably. not. I do know John yeah. Mayer. <laughs> you know John Mayer. Everybody knows John Mayer. And they were talking about the same thing. They're like, hey, are you on TikTok? They're like, are you on TikTok? And it's like, nah. Like, they just, you know, and they're having this great conversation about wh when I feel like I want to do something with it, then I do. And if I don't, then I don't. And I don't create any pressure because like one of the most important things is not getting burned out. Mm -hmm. And so they were having this conversation about like, yeah, so if I just treat it that way and I'm doing all of these things that are giving me life, then I never get burned out <laughs> and it's great. And so, but I think social media is such an interesting rabbit hole for all entrepreneurs and like, do I hire, which one do I spend most time on? Uh, yes. So yeah. Let's, it's I like, a, you could easily go down the rabbit hole. Right. Um, yeah. And again, it is a time suck. Um, it can be a time suck in a good way <laughs> and it can be a time suck in a not so helpful way. And it's trying to think about, again, the message, your audience, what you want to say, what do you, what do you want to share? Um, and to focus on that message rather than the numbers. Um, yeah. Quality versus quantity. And I think a lot of times it's like you see somebody with like 500,000 or a million followers. It's like, wow, but is it, uh, you know, it's it's so hard. It's like the like culture, right? Um, yeah. Are they actually fans or are they just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally, so, I think I kind of use like, like two lenses. Well, and just, you never know. Like sometimes you're posting and you're just like not getting a lot of engagement supposedly, but then you get a message and somebody's like, Hey, I've really resonated with your stuff. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool. Like this is, you know, worth the time. But I think for me, I found that the, the two lenses of is this, am I doing this in a way that is life giving for me and B is it creating income in some way, even if it's a long over a longer period of time. I think that's really helpful. Um, but anyways, let's shift off of social media. We'll go to, <laughs> I don't want to go down that any further. Um, I want to talk about how you find um, being a mom and an entrepreneur at the same time. Oh boy. Okay. Um, yeah. That is a constant balance. Um, that is hard because um, we can access business on our phones. Right. Um, so yeah. I think trying to be present with her and not on my phone 
where it's like, oh, um, someone on my team is just sent me a text message. They need me to check on this. And I'm like, I can do it right here. Um, but I'm playing with her. Uh, so I think there's that, that piece where we can always be working, um, like always <laughs> we it's, uh, and I think just trying to be present with her and then the goal of being an entrepreneur for her, uh, to have more freedom and time and flexibility and income that I can be with her and have income coming in. I don't have to necessarily be in the office to do that. Um, so I think it's that balance of wanting to be present and wanting to be working um, and kind of having those tricks where, uh, so what, what has been helpful for me and staying present with her is I will leave my phone in the kitchen if I'm down in the basement with her, or mm-hmm. I leave my phone in the car if I'm at the playground with her. Um, and uh I just try, like, even when I feel like, oh, I would just love to scroll right now, like a two minute scroll, like that's all I need. <laughs> or I just yeah. want to email. I haven't been on in so long. It's just like, no, I'm with her. I'm, I need to be present. So leaving my phone away for me has been very helpful. Um, or telling her too, like, hey, I just have to, I'm on my phone and I'm, I'm just, uh, need to check an email and then I can play with you. Um, so that's, that's been helpful in like verbalizing why I'm looking at my phone. Um, but the balance is, is challenging for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are great. Those are great tips. I found both of those things to be useful as well. Like, why am I even checking my phone again? <laughs> like, I just need to put it in the other room because there's nothing yes. happening. This is an emergency. Um, and I love that you said too, setting expectations with them. Like, here's what's going on. And do you work from home or do you have an office that you go to work from home? Um, yeah. and yeah, pre pre COVID office in the city, uh, and, uh, post it's been home. So, um, yes, that, and, and my, my office is directly across the room, uh, for, or hall from her room. So it's, you know, trying to also, uh, when she is home and she knows I'm on a call, just having that separation. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little challenging, but she's been she's a trooper. She's the best. Nice. Yeah, she's four. She's getting she's gonna I'm sure she's super smart already and she'll get she'll get it more and more as she gets older. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do is uh I, I treat it like I'm going to work. So like I go and I I give them hugs and I say, Have a good morning and like, you know, even though I might come up and refresh my coffee in like forty five minutes or something, like I still kind of try to create that illusion of like me going to work and them doing school and you know just having that sort of like separation time yeah kids are they're big on transition so as long as as much prep work as we can give them i think it helps them yeah awesome cool okay so um got a few more minutes here um tell us about what you're working on so what is up next is a book uh i am working on a book of um basically everything that I know about how to manage stress and wanting to put in everything that I've ever written into this book. Uh, it is a monster. <laughs> I've never written a book before. Um, people that I've spoken to who have written books say it is daunting. So that's helpful to get the uh, solidarity. Um, and uh, that is kind of where I'm working next and getting out of my own way. So slivers, nice. not chunks. Uh, so book is happening. It is going to happen. <laughs> I will produce yes. a book. 
it is a work in progress. So that is coming up next. Hopefully that will be out um, over the summer at some point. Um, and that's like the next biggest thing for, for me in 2022. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. And so where can people come find out more information about you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you uh, and followers can uh, check me out on Instagram because I am there at Progress Wellness. You can uh, check out my website, progresswellness.com and through there. Um, you can. I really love my website. I feel like it. when you look at it, it is me um, written uh, in, in my voice, uh, the pictures and uh, what how it came out is my style. So I think it really resonates with my personality. Um, so you can check me out there. I have my blog posts up there as well. Um, and then uh, my online masterclasses and, and things like that are on there. Um, so progresswellness.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Sounds great. So what would you, let's, let's leave them with one last thing since you are an expert in the anxiety and stress world. What would you say to somebody if you were able to give them just one piece of advice who, who deals with stress and anxiety a lot? I would say the most kind of bang for your buck uh, is to really pay attention to yourself every day and try to schedule in brain breaks. I think um, a lot of us just work straight through um, I, people who are stressed or anxious. Um, it seems um, it, it seems silly, but it, it actually happens. People don't take bathroom breaks. Like they literally just work through the day. Uh, and that increases burnout, stress, and anxiety. It just kind of circles each other. So if you can take a five minute brain break periodically throughout the day, you actually refuel your well being tank and your stress and anxiety level actually goes down. So it's simple, <laughs> right? We talked about it's, it's too simple. That can't work. Um, yeah, it is simple and it does work. That can be going to the bathroom, getting a snack, moving your body, walking around the house. You don't have to go outside if you don't have time to. Right before our conversation, I didn't have time to go out. So I was just walking around my office um, and just taking laps. It's not that big, but just moving your body can go uh, really far. So brain breaks are huge. Schedule them in like you would a meeting so you know you're going to get it done. Uh, and if you do that two to three times a day for two weeks, check on how you're feeling and um, see how you do. Awesome. Okay, great. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.